Constellation. 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 Hello, and welcome to Soulful Wildflowers, a podcast where we explore topics and modalities to help raise your vibration, strengthen your internal guidance system, and your connection with self. I'm Carrie, a writer, emotional wellness coach, empath, and explorer of spirituality. My goal is to awaken the lightworker inside of you by discussing topics you may have previously thought out of reach. So welcome to Woo Woo 101, a down-to-earth approach to spirituality. As Dolly Parton once said, wildflowers don't care where they grow. So no matter where you are in your awakening, years in or just starting to explore, you're exactly where you need to be. We're so grateful you're here and can't wait to grow with you. Right. Hello and welcome. This is a, another episode of the Soulful Wildflowers podcast. I am Carrie Fox, your host. And as you can tell, if you are live with me on Facebook today, we are going to be talking about the goddess Freya, uh, the North uh, goddess from North mythology, um, Freya. And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this today is because she is somebody that I have um, historically been really interested in and recently have kind of been uh, re-pulled to work with her or to um, learn more about her and the, hmm, the characteristics that she has that perhaps I'd prefer, like I'd like to embody or learn more about. And um, also, as you can tell, I am not in my office today. It is just way too nice outside to be in my office. But as we are working more with the Fae, so if you listen to the last episode, we talked about the Fae a little bit. And as we're working more with them, um, you know, obviously being outside helps with that connection. So I am currently on my back deck. Hopefully my kids don't uh, sabotage <laughs> and um come in and join us although they might and that's fine um but as you can see I've got the cherry trees behind me and I'm just kind of surrounded right now by nature so um yeah it just felt appropriate to be out here today as we talk about Freya who supposedly is an elf herself or part of the elven fake um heritage and we talk a little bit about some of the messages that have been coming through recently um, related to, I think, what she embodies and how we can take that and move forward um, in, this, in this particular time with everything that is going on right now. So, so if you are new to North myth, uh, Norse mythology, um, let me share a little bit about who Freya is. And I'm going to go to my notes because I don't want to butcher this terribly. Um, but essentially in Norse mythology, there are said to be nine realms and you are probably familiar from the movie Thor and the, that particular series of movies, um, of Asgard and the Asir, the, the Asir, um, gods that lived in that particular realm. So in Norse mythology, there are nine realms and Freya actually came from, I'm, I'm going to try my best to pronounce this. So I apologize. I hope nobody's cringing as I'm pronouncing these words and probably butchering them. Um, 
but bear with me. So the Vanaheim, Vanaheim, I wish I had a cool accent where I could pronounce that correctly. Um, so she is actually from the realm of the veneer. And my understanding is, is that many moons ago, the Asir and the veneer were um, in war with each other. And towards the end of that war, as a sign of peace, a token of peace, Freya and her brother Freyr were um, essentially gifted to live in the Asir, in Asgard, with Odin and his people. Um, and then I believe there were two individuals from their realm as well that were um, trans transported, moved to the veneer, the realm of the veneer. So um, that's how she kind of, I don't want to say originated, that's not, not quite, but that's part of her story. Um, Freya is known for her long golden hair and voluptuous body. She is a goddess of love and beauty and even lust and sex and um, just very feminine energy. But at the same time, she's also a warrior. She is part of, um, you know, she's a warrior at heart as well. So she's this beautiful mix of what I would consider masculine and feminine energy, somebody who stands up for herself, speaks what's on her mind, um, doesn't, is not pushed over easily. She is who she is and doesn't apologize for it. So she's the goddess of love and fertility, as we mentioned, and um, also witchcraft. So she is said to be the goddess who brought um, witchcraft or sorcery magic, if you will, and I mentioned this a little bit on the last episode, to Asgard, to Odin, and um, Sidir, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is what they call the magic that she she brought forth. So she's pretty cool badass <laughs> in my mind. Um, she just embodies a lot of characteristics that I feel like are important for us as women to step into and to really just not apologize for being too big or too loud or too small or too quiet or too whatever you know she just was who she was and I think that's what is really attracting me to working with her outside of the obvious magic because who doesn't want magic in their life um so also Freya was the goddess if you're familiar with the Valkyrie um so when the soldiers or whomever the warriors on earth um were slain in battle Freya essentially had her first pick of those individuals, those souls. So she chose the best warriors to bring with her and label as Valkyrie and bring with her back to um, her her hall, which I don't have the name in front of me, so I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Is it Vanaheim? No, that's not right. Anyway, I'll, I'll try not to butcher it. So I'm still learning. And um, the reason I want to share about her and as I'm stumbling through this is because if she is somebody who interests you, like, I think it's important just to raise, you know, like share about her and share what she is. Um, I don't know, share what she's calling me to share. <laughs> so, okay. So let me take a step back. So that's a little bit about Freya as I so thoroughly butchered. Um, and if you are live with me on Facebook, please reach out and say hello. Um, have you worked with goddesses or gods before? If so, which ones? 
And have you worked with Freya? Because I would love to know a little bit about how you work with her um, or any gods and goddesses that you may be familiar with. Um, so again, this is fairly, fairly new, but this past week um, I set up a little altar in my office and I have a, a card of her. So I set that up along with some crystals that I thought were appropriate for her. Um, a candle. What else did we do? I pulled some, some wildflowers from my garden and sprinkled those about and made a little bouquet for her. And then just ask, you know, if, if she is somebody that I meant to work with, if she is somebody that I meant to um, build a stronger connection with, if there are things that I can learn from her, you know, I invite her in, her energy in, and to see what comes of it. And I ask, you know, anytime that you're working with a god or goddess or, um, you know, having, setting that offer or that intention, I like to ask for a sign that says to let me know that, um, that this is what they want, that, that they're also in agreement with this exchange of energy, right? Because that's what it is, an energy exchange. So I, I asked for a feather, um, a sign for a feather. So part of her um, myth, mythology um, history, if you will, is that she had a cloak of falcon feathers that she wore. So I thought that was appropriate. She also um, had a chariot that was pulled by two cats. So it's like, I feel like I get her. <laughs> um, so the cats and the feathers, like that all makes sense to me. So I asked for a feather. And the following week, um, sure enough, my daughter, Anna, found a feather in the front yard. And I thought, how cool is that? Um, you know, and I thought to myself, well, is this Freya giving me a feather or is it something else? Like, is it just me overreaching? And I think, you know, that's something that we commonly do when we're trying to connect with spirit, when we're trying to connect, whether it's with your past loved ones, with angels, with gods and goddesses is, you know, we feel like we're overreaching like, oh, well, you know, that feather was given to Anna. Anna found it, my daughter. Um, it wasn't me. So it wasn't Freya connecting with me. But I find that sometimes, especially as adults, we're so busy. We're so busy, <laughs> really, that we miss these subtle messages that our guides, that our loved ones are giving us. And so I think it's very telling that my daughter, my child, my eight-year-old was able to, to see the sign and see the feather that, um, you know, was given to us from Freya to say that, yes, I'd love to work with you. I, you know, let's, let's start that adventure together. So we brought it into my office. We put it back up to the little altar that I made. We lit another candle and thanked her for the feather. And then, um, it was morning. So I made my cup of coffee and I, you know, I love to incorporate my children um, in a very playful way, right? Like letting them make their own magic, letting them um, just explore spirituality and be comfortable with it and not um, be scared by it. So my daughter and I were realized, you know, I was making coffee. She asked, well, would Freya want coffee? And I was like, sure, like go get the, you know, their little kids tea set and we'll make her coffee. So we did, we poured a little bit of coffee in the little teacup and sprinkled some cinnamon on it. We thought she'd like some cinnamon and put a little whipped cream on top and made this fancy little coffee for her and put it in front of the altar. 
Um, and then lit the candle and, and said, you know, thank you for the feather. We really appreciate that. And we appreciate the confirmation that you want to work with us. And so I share this because again, like I used to think spirituality was this very narrow cult, like, <laughs> um, dangerous, dark, um, thing and it can be really bright and light and beautiful and so this is why I share that to say explore and I see there's a, a wasp flying around so I'm keeping an eye on him um, but to, to explore it in a playful way in a very childlike way and just see what comes of it and sure enough the next day we I was walking um, the baby to the truck my husband was getting ready to take her to daycare and I found a feather in a completely different location than when Annabelle found her feather. Um, Cause you know, I was like, oh, well maybe again, you know, trying to like, am I overreaching? Was there maybe an animal? Unfortunately, you know, I do live in, in the middle of um, on a farm and lots of trees and woods and like, maybe there was an animal, um, but no, it was in a very different location. I was like, you know what? Let me just take this feather as is, as a sign that we're on the right path and to strengthen this relationship that I'm trying to build. Because anytime you're working with spirit or um, your past loved ones, it is a relationship. Like it's not going to be all magic and rainbows. Any relationship you have, like there has to be a foundation built before you can um, effortlessly, I want to say, connect or communicate with those individuals, right? Like you have to build the groundwork before you um, move forward in your conversations with spirit. So um, I thought that was super fun though, that um, we were able to, to have that experience. And I wanted to share it with you guys in case that's something that you are interested in trying. And it can be, you know, really like whatever you think it should be. I think also like we get very bogged down. We don't start something because we're so caught up in the, what it should be, how it should be, how it should be done. Do we have all the right things? And like, just be playful and explore. And maybe you don't get a feather and maybe you get something else that, that, you know, somebody says, Hey, I have this book here about Norse, Norse mythology that I found really interesting. I thought you'd like it. And that could be a sign, right? That like, oh, I'm thinking about working with friends. Here, somebody is handing me literature regarding her. Um, so that's something also, you know, don't, um, don't narrow yourself to what you are receiving, to the signs that you are receiving. So I wanted to share that. And then also share a little bit about some of the messaging that I have been receiving, particularly working um, this past month or so with Freya and with the fairy realm, because that is something I'm also trying to work on is build a relationship and connection there as well. So um, I'll, I'll try to share what has been coming through and then we'll see, I feel like maybe we'll do some um, there'll be some messaging coming through also outside of what I have been historically receiving. Sorry, I'm I'm like trying to tap in and connect. Let me take a sip of water. Okay, so the messaging has been um, okay. There's there's two things that are going on, and I think this is maybe more. This message is more from the Fay, um, 
but again, I don't know. There's this, there's this interesting connection. Like I'm, I'm meant to work with Freya and the Faye at the same time in tangent. Like they are part of what she's about. I don't know what that means, but we're, we're going to find out and you guys are going to be on the journey with me. So that'll be fun. Um, the first message is that don't try to be like everybody else. <laughs> um, so this is something like I get very caught up in, uh, you know, about posting um, things, messages online and like how I'm channeling and how the messages come through for me, how I receive signs from spirit. You know, is it like everybody else? Is there somebody I can connect with that has also done this or also received this type of message where I can receive confirmation, right? There's a little bit of lack of confidence there. I can receive confirmation that I'm on the right path and I'm doing this correctly. Um, and the message that has been very loud lately is don't try to be like everybody else. Don't worry about copying or you know, being in the same school of thought as everybody else. Like it's okay to do it your own way. It doesn't have to be this like viral um, sensation where, you know, XYZ, XYZ influencer is doing this on, you know, this is how they channel. Um, that's exactly how you have to do it. And so I think we can take that right not just within um, what we're doing here, like with spirituality, but just in all places of our life, whether it's something that you do at work, just because somebody did it, whatever process it was, just because somebody has always done it this way, doesn't mean it's the right way. That is coming in loud and clear right now. And I think we're like, duh, Carrie. <laughs> Um, right. Like we're talking about things that are happening in the United States right now, just because it was historically like this does not mean that it's meant to be that way. We have to learn to think differently as we grow and adapt and evolve. And we learn more. We're given opportunities to change our perspective, change who we are and change how we go about things. Just because we did it that way last week, whatever that process was, whatever that belief was, just because it was that way last week, doesn't mean that today in this moment, it has to be the same. And I think as we give allowance for other people to, what am I trying to say? We give, we give allowance for ourselves to change our minds and change our perspectives and learn and grow and be open to receiving new information, new thoughts, new ideas. We are also going to be that beacon of light to help support others as they learn and grow and say, it's okay to change your mind. I'm not mad at you because you thought this way last week, right? That's okay. What I'm saying is now you have more information. You are, can make a more informed decision. You can change the way, um, you were thought you were thinking, or maybe you don't change the way you're thinking. Maybe that whatever new information you learned helps you ground and stay, stay more thoroughly invested in your thought or your belief. And that's fine too. The idea is to give space for, um, new ideas, new thoughts, new patterns to come in so that you are not stagnant because as humans, like stagnance is not part of who we are, right? We're constantly changing. The only thing that doesn't change is change itself, right? Like you're constantly changing. And there's this idea about allowance of, um, don't, 
don't be a sheep, don't follow the crowd just because um, somebody else is doing it this way. Think for yourself, think for, um, you know, what you want to see in the world, what you want to do. And so for me personally, this message, there's my little um, wasps, wasp friend under my umbrella. Um, this message for me was more related to content. Like when I'm creating content, when I'm creating my podcast episodes, you know, instead of looking at what other podcasters are doing, instead of um, worrying about numbers and stats and things like that, and, and like trying to fit in to, to make those numbers rise, it's like, what do you want to share? What is the message that you want to share? And so if you could talk about anything and not care what other people thought about it and not care if it resonated with anybody, what would you talk about? And so today we're talking about Freya and, and messaging that's coming through from the Fae and from Freya. Um, so I think that's really important message to, sh to share. And I feel like we've talked about this maybe before, but there's this heavier push to really step into yourself, to step into who you are authentically and um, let go of layers of who you might have been in the past and, and let them go, right? That's the second side of this. This is the second message now um, that is coming through. So the first message was all about, you know, not doing it like everybody else, um, being unique to yourself, being authentic, right? Like figuring out what your thing is and doing that and having your own voice. And here's where Freya comes in, right? When I was sharing about who Freya is and what she stands for, she is the embody, at least for me, of authenticity. She is a warrior because she wants to be. She is a like a goddess of love and fertility and beauty because she wants to be like, she does what she wants. She speaks her mind. She speaks her voice. Um, and she's not worried about what others think about her when, you know, Christianity came in and said, Oh, you know, she's a harlot. She's a, she's a slut. She's all these, these words because she embodied femininity and, and, um, and beauty and this idea that women have this power, right. And so they, they changed that. My understanding also is that if you're familiar with Orion's belt, that actually historically was Freya's belt. She had um, like a, a belt around her that she wore. And then that's, that constellation was actually originally um, posed after her, if that makes sense. So the second part of this messaging is really And I lost it. It'll come. Hold on. <laughs> oh, man. Total brain fart, y'all. All right, we'll come back to it. That's fine. I'm being I'm being shown the card. So I also pulled some cards today from my um, fairies oracle deck, which I will show you here. Um, that we pulled a card from last week. And what's interesting is that this week we have two cards that we pulled. So um, I think I think this um, these cards are representation of the second thing that we're gonna talk about. So <laughs> as I was like totally blanked, I heard the cards, the cards. So 
we're going to we're going to go to the cards. We'll let the cards speak for us today. So the first card is the singer of transfiguration and I will show that up here. So there's a huge delay in Facebook. So I can't tell if you guys can see this or not. Um, so in this Oracle deck, the singer cards, there's several, um, what they call singer cards. And let me read just really quickly, um, what they represent, because I think this is important to help understand what this is talking about. So the singers of the realms, um, these are the great ones whose wings span the multiverse in all dimensions. They have a multitude of human given names, angels, divas, gods, dakinis, and many others. It doesn't matter to them what we call them. We just hope that we call upon them. They are the singers of the underlying songs of the universe. To the fairies, as to us, they are the great ones, the ones who show us, humans and fairies both, what we have the potential to ultimately become. They also help us to move in the direction and comfort us when we fall off the path. So this is, again, the singer of transfiguration. And this card, so first off, if you look at this card, um, it is slightly butterfly shape, I would say, but it is this deep red light. Red to me means passion, heart, um, fire energy, right? This is very fiery energy. And it also like reminds me of like a Phoenix rising, right? Like the, the transfer, we're talking about transfiguration, transformation. Um, and I think that we are being asked again to allow that authenticity to come through to transfigure ourselves to what is most relevant for us right now. So I'm going to read a little bit from the book about this card. The singer of transfiguration, transformation, transcendence, metamorphosis. The singer of transfiguration tells us that we have been through the gate. We have passed through the initiation process and we have reached a new way of being reflecting deep transformation within ourselves. Things will never again be what they once were. Things will never be seen in the same way by us. And that is a good thing. This singer's joyful, passionate, bright blaze of color heralds a time of fulfillment and accomplishment. As with the other singers, the power and joy of this one radiates especially strongly to the things and beings symbolized by the card around it. Like the reborn, renewed phoenix, this singer is aflame with a vibrant, expanded life. So to me, this card, as we were talking about earlier, letting go of um, our past selves, letting go of things that no longer serve us, really stepping into who we are authentically and being that transformed version of ourselves. And sometimes that transformation is really icky it can be uncomfortable because we're learning who we are again, um, right? You have to kind of disintegrate. It's almost like, um, turn, you know, turning into ash, deconstructing, that's the word I'm looking for, deconstructing who and what we once were in order to build something new. So it can feel kind of scary. It can feel kind of dark. But what this card is saying is like, this is actually a really good thing. There is a lot of joy and passion and exuberance behind this card because imagine 
your North star is what you can be and really honing in and focusing on that. And I think that is what's going to help us get through this period of transformation. So this is a really powerful card. And I love that this is the, the, the way that they describe the singers is like this universal um, angelic energy, but it's like beyond the realms, right? It's, it's not just this time and place. It's like beyond what we can see. Um, so I think this is a really cool card. And then, like I said, I usually only pull a single card when I'm doing my oracles readings, but I felt really called to do a second card. And I love the fact that this came out because it just coincides so well with this, um, this singer card. So the second card is, um, named undressing of a salad. <laughs> and this is just so interesting to me. I'm going to hold this up. So again, if you're live with me on Facebook, you can see this card. Um, again, there's a, a bit of a delay, so I'm trying to figure out how to get this to you guys. So I'm going to read a little bit about this um, and check out this guy in the middle. Can you see this? Dang it. This delay is driving me bananas. I think I got to go a little higher. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. There we go. So this little dude down at the bottom here, um, he's, we're going to talk about him in a second, but he's really important to this card. So undressing of a salad, avoiding extremes, achieving the impossible being impossible. Brian, who is the gentleman who is the artist for these fairies, called this painting the dressing of a salad, but in an earlier stage of the Good Fairies, Bad Fairies, another book that he wrote, it was the undressing of a salad. So I've combined the names because they show us the as important aspects of the card. The dressing of a salad requires a good balance. Disparate elements must be blended into a tasty whole. The undressing of a salad requires true, remarkable adroitness. At first, one might think it impossible, but adroity, adroit, oh, I'm sorry, I totally mess up your name bud um who we see busily balancing magical balls and the fair is the fairy of doing impossible things he is also the fairy of being impossible and the fairy of avoiding extremes sound impossible well of course it is both androito and sally crouched above him are intended intently focused on balancing things and the large gnome in the center finds this very amusing he looks in two directions at once, seeing the impossibility of keeping things that are in constant motion in balance at all times, like juggling, like the juggling act of life. Of course, we fall out of balance. Of course, we occasionally drop the ball. Sometimes we drop the ball or a bird flies by and snatches it from us, and we must have to invent another one. Sometimes this seems as impossible as undressing a salad. So this is a really cool card and you know, what they're talking about is being impossible and undressing a salad, right? You have, let's say, just think about a salad for a second. You've got lettuce and tomatoes and cucumber and maybe um, peppers. And then you put some salad dressing in it and maybe you put some olives in it and then some cheese on it. And once that salad dressing gets in there and you mix it all together, obviously it's delicious, but at the same time, imagine trying to separate all the lettuce, all the cheese, take the dressing off every leaf. Like it's impossible, right? The impossibility of 
undressing a salad. Um, so this is talking about balance and that's, see, they said, read the cards and you'll remember the second thing. Now I remember, <laughs> um, oh my God. And if my computer dies while I'm talking, that's, that would just make me sad. So I'm going to try to be quick with this. Um, my computer's telling me it's, it's getting ready to die, but, um, you know, right now there's a lot going on particularly in the U.S., but um, in general, energetically, I think there is a lot happening, a lot going on. So what this is saying is that if you have too many balls in the air, like we, t- we see this little fairy, what's his name? Adroit, Adroito? Adroito? I don't know. This little dude, he's cute though. Um, he's got all these balls he's juggling in the air and sometimes you're going to drop them, right? The best way to focus your energy is to minimize the number of balls you have in the air. And it's really, especially during this transformation process where it feels really messy and really um, like the energy is a little bit all over the place, lighten your load, like lighten the clutter in your life. If you are doing too many things, really prioritize where your energy is going to help you navigate through this transformation process. I think this is what um, the fairies and Freya are asking of us right now is that, and it's interesting. I don't know if you guys notice, like it's very breezy right now. Um, I don't know. This is like a physical confirmation for me. You can see like the tree blowing. Um, Yes, I get it. I get it. So lighten your load, really emphasize where you want to put your focus, Um, really narrow down what you're called here to do. You may be interested, and I think we're doing some channeling right now. You may be interested in um, putting your energy into a lot of different projects but all that's doing is prolonging your ability to complete the project. If you can only focus a small percentage of your energy to each individual project, you're not going to be able to make the momentum that is being asked of you to make right now to um, find completeness. And again, just because you're interested in 10 different things does not mean that you need to dive into all 10 of those at once really prioritize what is it that most interests you right now that is going to most benefit you during this transformation process how can you help yourself balance the impossible right whatever that goal is if it feels really really impossible to achieve lighten your load and lighten the amount of balls that you're you're throwing up in the air and also don't be afraid to minimize those balls that you're holding. Um, don't be afraid to make them smaller. If the task feels too big, break it down into smaller tasks and focus on that particular project. Because this time, and I'm hearing next year, but I'm also seeing like December. So like, it's not you, it's not just transformation for you personally, we are collectively going through transformation, um, the entire planet I'm hearing. And 
Like we all really need to focus our energy. If we want things to get less chaotic, um, then we need to focus our energy to where we want to see ourselves go in the future. So if, again, you have these 10 things that you want to do, but it doesn't align with this version of yourself. Remember how we were saying that um, this card, the singer of transfiguration is really asking you to that joyful, exuberant, that new version of yourself that you're like living your best life, high vibe, focus on that. What is going to get you there? And I think asking yourself every step of the way, is this in alignment with this goal that I'm trying to achieve this version of myself? Does this feel good as you're navigating, right? Back to the fairies are saying like, feel, feel into it. How do you feel in this moment? Yeah. It may feel a little uncomfortable, but you know, are you seeing moments of joy? Are you seeing moments of happiness come to you as well? And are you, are you navigating through those, right? Like we are humans We're we're going to have an array of emotions. It's never just going to be happy and joyful all the time. Um, but are you able to, and I'm seeing like a heartbeat, are you able to go up and down more eloquently than like these spikes of a heartbeat where it's very like jarring and dramatic. Um, it's like, how do we, how do we smooth out that experience a little bit so that, um, if then that sounds like where we're trying to head as well for, for the upcoming year, is that more, uh, less turbulence. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to have dips. We're not going to have, um, the human experience is always going to be there but we're going to be able to navigate through it a little more eloquently. So that was the second thing is like focusing on who you want to be. What does that version of yourself look like? Um, and really simplifying what you have going on right now, simplifying. And I think just with everything going on, um, you know, the last thing you need to worry about is like extra clutter in your house, right? There are bigger things that we're trying to navigate through right now. So it's like, take some of that clutter, some of that stress that you don't need and get rid of it now. So that as we're navigating in the future, it feels a little easier to get through those rougher um, experiences that I'm hearing are, are coming. Um, so yes, that's a lot for today. <laughs> um, I hope that was helpful again. Um, I'm really excited to begin working with Freya. I think she has a lot of important messages to share with us. And as I continue to embark on that journey, I will bring forth messages that feel, um, feel appropriate to bring forth to you guys, you know, um, to share with you. And again, if anybody has worked with gods and goddesses and you would like to talk about your experience, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what that experience looks like for you. How do you set up your altars? How do you set up your offerings to the gods and goddesses? How do you communicate with them? Like, I find that fascinating. And again, as we talked about, the first thing that came through is like, just because one person does it one way, doesn't mean you have to do it that way. Um, do what feels good to you and what brings you joy. So thank you guys so much for joining, joining me today on this episode. If there are other topics or folks that you'd like to see interviewed, let me know, um, reach out either in the comments or you can reach me directly on my website, Soulful Wildflowers. 
Um, I think we are embarking on some changes for the website and um, some changes in the offerings that are coming up. So stay tuned for that. As I have more information, I will share. But yeah, until next time, my friends, take care. And I hope you just have a great Sunday.